Hey guys, thank you for stopping in uh, to Directions. Uh, this podcast, long time coming, uh, been away for a little bit, but I uh, wanted to say something in regards to the black and white photo challenge that has been going around on Instagram, which is a movement started by um, people in Istanbul um, and um, to record femicides, honor killings, and um, the lack of liberation that women have in Turkey. Um, so sent by the Istanbul Save Lives Project and has found its way to the Western world uh, and social media. And I was just asking the question to myself, what do we do when a movement finds us? or when we find a movement, and what does that look like? And that was the foundation of this podcast, and then obviously my stream of conscious then kept going with that theme into more relevance for us today and how we can affect change, both uh, local and global. Hey, podcast family. Thank you so very much for joining me today. It's your boy D-Rec James, and you are listening to Directions. Sit back, get your listening ears on, and let's dive into our topic for today. Hi guys, it's been a while since I've been on. Um, I've been doing a lot of introspection, a lot of reading, research, uh, and just have um, have really been to myself, but wanted to jump in really quick. Just had a moment last night and thought I would um, share what I was thinking about. So uh, bear with me as I uh, jump back in recording and sharing my voice. Um, but I just felt like it was a good time to um, jump in. So um, after a while of liking a lot of black and white photos on Instagram, um, I was made aware of the actual um, black and white photo um, origin story um, from the Instable Save Lives campaign um, about femicide, honor killings and just overall women's rights and freedom um, in Istanbul, Turkey. Um, and um, just thought I would just jump in and talk about what do we do when a movement finds us? Um, what do we do when we find a movement? And um, I have known in the U.S. that what we normally do is create a counter movement. Um, what we normally do is use a movement to create one of our own for our own pleasure and purposes. Um, and what we rarely do is lean into it with our own awareness and bring in fullness. Um, obviously, we know that that looks like in America, right? Um, we have an all lives matter movement. We have a blue lives 
matter movement. We've had a straight pride parade um, and many other counter movements whenever certain people are asking for um, social justice, civil rights and justice um, and ability to be free. So I would just call it any liberation movement if it's not met with apathy or disinterest, um, a hate is often met with saying, not only do I not hear you, not only do I not see you, um, but I'm going to create something for me so that at any point that you bring up your movement, I'm going to meet it with my own similar movement. And um, when I saw this black and white photo movement, I didn't think that. I don't think that. That's not what's happening. But it is a um, it is a reflection of our inability to uh, help. Because what can we do? Like, what can we do uh, over here in the U.S. in a pandemic? Besides post another photo and say, hey, here's this hashtag and here's awareness. Because it's just another traumatic experience in this human realm of existence on Earth right now where um, every day, multiple times a day in multiple parts of the country uh, and multiple parts of the globe, people are not free. People are dying physically, mentally, and emotionally over and over and over again. So uh, I have some ideas, uh, but I just kind of want to walk through them with you. And so this is why I'm here. So um, let's talk women's rights. Um, obviously, we know what's going on in Instable. Um, if, you, if you haven't, and especially if you've posted a black and white photo and you haven't, check it out. Um, and check out that movement, but pretty much it is um, a way for the newspapers and for people on social media in that area to um, to show kind of how sick and tired they are of um, that way of life uh, and how women don't have rights and how something known as honor killings actually exist and femicide um, and Again, there's of all the the pictures that I think we see uh, and maybe have shown, um, I I can only imagine the countless of women that are physically alive but are living in a um, hostile environment um, where there is no life and there is no love. So. Um, you cross-reference that with the rest of the world. You cross-reference that with the rest of the world. And we know that like across the world, this exists in mass and just, just women not being free at all. Um, women not being able to be themselves fully as an individual, love themselves, and then also... 
um, experience love from people who should love them, be it their fathers, be it their husbands, be it their boyfriends. And then obviously what that does to a community. And um, I just want to kind of put that in perspective to in countries and um, areas where the wealth gap is large, um, it's even worse um, because um, there's no voice for poor people. Um, and the wider the gap of wealth from the general population of people to those who are in control, the m- more likely you'll see um, abuse, uh, most likely you'll see heinous crimes against women um, and um, any type of ism that is heavily uh, in existence in that area, classism, fascism, racism, uh, makes it even worse. Um, and if we're going to be really honest about it, um, what I like to call earth tone women, um, melanated heavy women, copper tone women, carbonated women, um, it's even worse um, to the point where the darker the woman, the less support she has globally. Um, here's my spill on women really quick. Uh, as someone who grew up um, as the first male in two generations and literally in the household of eight women um, and ha- as a man who has had to come full circle about his relationships with um the women in his life. Um, I think women are the closest thing to deity on this earth. Um, They're just so dope. Um, Their ability to love and care um, and their livelihood and their existence mirrors the earth, like like the ability to give birth, there's their there's their cycles mirror the earth both in their seasons with or with astrology um like if you really look at a woman um like you can see their similarity around the globe without actually really looking at it um if you don't have a lens um yeah so um yeah, that's my view on women, but it's a lot more that I want to say. But for the sake of um, this podcast, I'll I'll just um, I'll keep going. But um, how do we make an impact? Like how 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 do we make an impact um, on um, on a movement that finds us? Um, I, I would say it's a mindset first, um, a liberation mindset. Um, we want to heal ourselves. Um, and so we just need to ask questions more about everything. Um, ask questions about this black and white photo, ask questions about what we can do, but more so ask questions about like our normal lives. Like we have to challenge ourselves on why do we know what we know, who taught us this, and why did they teach us anything in the first place? Um, and that's everything from our religion, to our race, if we want to call our, our race, um, we have to learn how to trust our intuition. Um, we need to read more. We need to explore more. Uh, go to therapy for a lot of us, especially us men. Um, man, do shrooms. 
uh, do ayahuasca something, but open ourselves up to something more. Um, because I think the only way to help in this world right now is to no longer um, allow people to um, control us as far as what we've been taught or what we believe um, is right. Um, so, and finally, I just think we need to detach from um, death as in detach from death being a fear. Um, I mean, it's coming for us all, but it shouldn't come traumatically. Um, and let's put traumatic death um, and mass traumatic death in perspective. Um, so when normal death happens, uh, and let's say normal death is someone passing of natural causes from old age, um, there's still a void there. Um, there's still pain there. Um, and, um, if we're lucky and able to, um, put it all together, uh, we can transmute that pain to understanding that it's all part of love. Um, like we heal, the grief is still present, but it mostly evolves into a full understanding of gratefulness, of positive memories, uh, and things like that. Um, so tears are there, missing still happens, but we understand the fullness of, uh, our connection with someone. Um, now then there's unresolved pain when death comes. And so that's when we believe somebody that we love has been taken away from us, uh, before their time or far too soon or not in the correct way. Um, oftentimes that's with a horrific accident or a tragic crime, um, but it's a forceful way that someone's been taken from us. Um, I know that it's hard to transmute that pain into power or to, to make it be a part of the entire love experience because that void, that chasm is so great. Uh, and so depending on the person, um, one could spiral into a very negative experience, um, even a group of people depending on the type of tragic accident or crime that happened for someone to be taken away. Now, let's say that tragic death happens often for a single family uh, and they're forced to experience a chasm, uh, unresolved pain and void in a way that can't be transmuted to power or embracing the full love experience. Um, then you create a, a ecosystem of anxiety, of depression, um, an inability to uh, fully embrace love, uh, fear of life in itself, um, uh, anxiety about death, um, and it, the unknown of when it will come for each individuals within that family structure. Um, then let's say it's not a family, it's bigger, it's a community that's experienced consistent tragic death or culture that experiences consistent tragic death. Think about a culture that is not able to fully live in power with love and grieve um, their lost ones in a way that allows them to um, transmuted into something that makes them whole, makes their experience worthwhile and worthy. 
um, and then live in fullness versus a culture that now is in fear of their own life and unable to have a full-on experience. Let's say it's a country. Um, let's say it's individuals within a country or, or, or a community within a country or a culture within a country. Um, now you have uh, large groups of people that feel this way. Um, and let's say it's happened for, for multiple decades, 50, 60 years. Imagine for centuries, imagine for 200 years, imagine for 400 years this has happened. Um, imagine for multiple empires of time, hundreds and hundreds of years, uh, eons of time that humans have experienced this type of feeling. Unable to transmute death and the understanding of death into a power of love and fullness. So now you know what we're fighting for. Now you know what we're fighting for. Um, we're fighting for each other, both locally and globally. So why would we continue to divide ourselves to feel justified or to feel seen? I don't know. Um, I understand that people are angry, um, but I don't really believe people are angry at each other. Um, we live in a very hostile environment here uh, on Earth um, and an environment where humans um, do really terrible things to humans, an environment where humans um, work for people or associated with um, institutions or systems of belief that ask them to harm and hurt other people. Um, and a lot of people get paid pretty well. A lot of people have their livelihood that is surrounded in the ability to follow orders and induce pain on communities, cultures, countries for decades, for centuries, and over empires of time. So what do we do? Um, we have to let go of the pain and go through it to heal. And honestly, men have to step that game up hugely. Um, the pain that we feel um, that's compounded from birth when we come into this world, uh, kicking and screaming, which is a traumatic experience in itself, to being raised by parents um, who aren't us. Um, we have to heal from that, um, from experiencing death, from um, experiencing heartache, from experiencing our dreams, not being met from experiencing anything of the loss, we have to go through it and heal it. Um, and whoever's telling us something that's negative, um, we have to let it go. Um, that's the only way the globe's gonna have a fighting chance. It's the only way the world's gonna have a fighting chance. It starts with us getting out of the way of ourselves, getting out of the way of women being who they are rightfully are on this earth. Um, we have to release the ties that bind us from dividing each other. Uh, religion, race, sexual orientation, sexual preference, etc. all of it. And the time is literally now. We have to lead with love because there's a force that seeks to mute love. There's a force that seeks to divide us. There's a force that is okay with pain and trauma and years and decades and centuries and an empire of it. And it's faceless 
at the most part of it, but yet the faces that we see and the associations they give us, somehow people have liking themselves to it and thus then create counter movements when several people are asking not to be beaten, not to be killed. So we have to stand with those people who are asking for certain rights that don't have them versus muting them and silencing them and aligning ourselves with a society that says, um, it's okay, because it's not. So now that we know about this photo, what, what to do? What to do? What to do now? What to do? Instead of liking everybody else's photo and then creating the photo ourselves and putting a nice quote and then putting the hashtag. What, what, what really can we do? Support every freedom movement locally that is seeking life over death. That's what we do. Not pride over a made-up association, social construct, or institution. If it's man-made versus God-made, let it go. Uh, We're not white. We're not black. We are either from a country or a region or a culture. Christianity is new. Islam is new. Judaism is a little bit older, but it's newer when we think about how old the world is. Um, Buddhism um, is new. I love the Buddhism, though. Um, You know, there's just a lot of things that are new that we associate with that could could separate us. So if anything that is man-made, we have to question where does it come from? What does it do? Who does it alienate? What does it really support? And if it does not support a freedom movement that anybody and everybody can live and have liberation on over death, then we have to drop, we have to drop whatever that is. So um, the next thing we do once we support local is then we go global. It's very simple. Um, we then go global because if we want to save women in instable, but can't save a life in our community or in our cities or in our countries, um, we'd be foolish to think that we could do that. So let's start here, start on our street corners, in our neighborhoods, um, in our communities, in our cultures, um, in our cities and in our country. And then we'll make it across the sea in time. Um, But if everybody's doing that um, where they are, um, we'll meet in the middle. Uh, And that's what's most important. So that's my spiel right now. Um, I'll call this the black and white photo challenge. Um, But the biggest thing is liberation of the mind. Love you guys. Uh, Missed you so very much. And this was freeing. This was cathartic to share. Send this to somebody you love, somebody you know. Um, Send me a comment. Again, Derek James um, on all platforms. Can't wait to speak soon. Be blessed. Thank you all for listening to the show today. Don't forget to like, subscribe.